challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I'm coming to this podcast and this topic this week with a heavy heart, and it's because of something that's happened in the news. So I'm going to shoot straight with you. I'm going to take you in my confidence. Uh, I'm going to hit hard. Uh, I want you to hear what I'm saying. And I think you know that I try not to bring politics at all to this podcast, and I'm certainly not doing it today. But today, on the day that I'm recording this, uh, there was a story in the news about someone that I'm not a huge fan of. I've said it in my other podcasts. I've said it on Fox and CNN. Um, he's fine, um, but he's a bit of an odd duck, and he's extreme in his politics, and uh, he said some really unwise things and done some really unwise things. And so I'm not at all discussing him because I'm either pro or con him in this podcast. I'm talking about him just as a man. And the man I'm talking about is Jerry Falwell Jr. Now, as soon as I say that name, some of you are going to roll your eyes and go, oh my gosh, how could Mansfield ever bring this up? And some of you are probably fans. I mean, he's the president or was until recently of Liberty University, where a lot of you who listen to this podcast go or teach, and I'm grateful for that. Others of you can't stand the man, can't stand Liberty, and I'm grateful you're here too. I have a very broad audience. And I have, thank God, a reach both left and right politically, and I'm glad you're here. We're here to talk about men, not politics. But what we learned in the news that's all nasty and sordid uh, is that some of the strange behavior from Jerry Falwell Jr., obviously the son of Jerry Falwell, the founder of Liberty University, um, is that his wife some years ago had an affair and apparently it was with a pool boy. Now, why am I bringing this up? This isn't very edifying. This isn't very helpful. Well, it turns out they were being blackmailed. That's what he reports. They were being blackmailed by this person that his wife, whose name I don't even know and don't want to repeat it on the podcast, even if I did know it, um, that that Falwell and his wife were being blackmailed by this, uh, I think it was a pool boy, uh, that she had an affair with some time ago. Apparently, they... Uh, the couple worked it out, the Falwells worked it out, forgave each other and moved on, but they've been being blackmailed. And so the pressure's gotten to them. It's caused them to behave oddly. And so finally, he just couldn't handle it anymore. And he told, he had, did an interview with a magazine uh, where he outed with it. Well, I mean, what a nasty, sordid tale. She's had an affair. He's tried to cover for her. They've tried to make it despite the blackmailing. Now it's gone public. He's done an interview. I think it was with Secret Magazine, a magazine I don't even know, by the way. Um, and now it's out. Falwell was already on kind of a suspension from being president of Liberty University, and uh, he may never go back now. Okay, why am I bringing this up on a podcast about men? Because men, things will happen in your life, and and you must observe a principle that I believe in strongly. It's one that I mainly quote and use and urge on people when I'm consulting in politics, but it's the principle I believe that's also critical for noble manhood. When there is a crisis, when there is an embarrassing thing happening behind the scenes, when there's 
call it what you will, hidden embarrassment, hidden sin. When you're, when you're being blackmailed for something secret, like in this case, whatever, the humor, almost humorously phrased uh, sentence is, get there firstest with the mostest. Shine a light on it before someone else does. I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting with a politician and there's something that's happened and he's thinking about hiding it. And I just happen to be in the room and be able to say, don't do that. Get there firstest with the mostest. Shine a light on it. Beat the press there. Be the one to tell the story. Expose it before anybody else does. Sometimes it's just a fairly minor thing that a staffer has done. But the cover up would have literally been illegal and people would have probably ultimately gone to jail for it or at least been charged when it wasn't that big big a deal to begin with and to shine a light on it beats everybody to the punch. Now, that's what I want to urge you to consider. Mr. Falwell, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and trash him. That is not what I'm about. He's not my cup of tea, but, but I honor him as a fellow Christian and as the former head of a university that does a lot of good in the world, in my opinion. If you disagree, fine. That's not what we're talking about now. But what he did was cover up. What he did was hide. What he did was try to handle it alone. And it may be noble that he tried to protect his wife and that they reconciled, uh, but still the cover up creates the more than the whiff, the absolute stench of scandal and may very well ruin his entire public career. Apparently he's a gifted man. He took, took Liberty University to a whole new level of function and what have you. I'm not getting into the whole issue of judging him. What I'm trying to say is as I watch this, It made me eager to bring to this podcast and to your life this idea. You do something wrong. Something wrong, something goes wrong in your family. Uh, Something hidden and secret and and sordid is happening. You, You bring it to the light in the right way. Don't let it fester. Uh, don't let it be a disease under the skin. Uh, don't certainly don't let somebody else manipulate you with it. What if I had been standing there with Jerry Falwell, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. when this first happened, I would have begged him to pull around him a group of wise men. You know what I call them, a band of brothers and talk it out and take it public. I know he was trying to protect his wife, but by covering it, He's not only deceived a whole lot of people, but he's also put himself in a position of actually being blackmailed. Who knows how far that went? I'm telling you the best way to live in this life is as clean as possible. So you want to get there the firstest with the mostest. You want to expose it as much as you possibly can. You don't want to leave it to be discovered and somebody else then use it for their own wicked imaginations or their own wicked purposes. You want to get shine the light on it. That's what repentance is. That's what an apology is. That's what getting clean is. You shine a lot on it. And I realize this was his wife's sin, apparently, and I'm sure we don't know the whole story yet, and not necessarily his. But you can't leave yourself when you're in such a public and prominent position to be blackmailed, apparently, if this is the story, by a pool boy who's not only looking for money, but trying to manipulate your public life. How do you break that? The only thing he's got on you is that you're unwilling to shine a light on what's happened. And so what needed to happen from the beginning is that they pull some wise people together. They pull a band of brothers together. 
They tell pastors, they tell righteous counselors, they tell people who will have their back. They, they tell people as much as it needs to be told. And even, by the way, just telling their official circle, not even telling the public, would have at least removed the blackmail factor uh, possibility. In other words, if, if everybody, if, if I'm, if this is me, for example, and it's not, thank God, but if this is me and I'm being blackmailed, well, for the 40 or 50 people around me to know, my wife, my family, my, my extended family, my official circle, uh, my, my clients, my, my people I work with, et cetera, let's say the closest 40 or 50 people to me, if they all know, even though it's not public, well, that removes, that takes the, the crowbar of blackmail out of the hands of the person who's trying to do that. Enough people know, and they've got my back, and they'll speak for me, and they'll say if they have to one day, yeah, he told us, he told the people he needed to tell. It just wasn't necessary to go on CNN and tell the whole world. I understand shame. I understand wanting to cover up wrongdoing. I understand wanting to keep privacy. I understand wanting to protect somebody you love. But I want to tell you, gentlemen, that that one of the great principles of life is that you get there firstest with the mostest. You get to the to the sordid thing. You get to the sin. You get to the pile of crap that you're trying to cover over. You get to that rotting thing going on that's rotting under the surface, and you deal with it. You deal with it with those you love, and you deal with it honestly. And you tell the wife, and you tell the children, and you tell the the band of brothers, and you tell the professional circle, and you. Tell tell your friends and you get it clean and then you don't have uh, anything that the flesh, the devil, the world, criminals, whatever can use against you. This is one of the arts of great manhood, that you live a clean life, that you lay your head on your pillow at night, not fearing some guy and how he's going to ask for another million or he's going to tell, you know, whatever Newsweek magazine, but you lay your head on your pillow at night with a clean conscience. You're at peace. As far as you know, you've lived right with God and man. As far as you know, as far as you understand your life, you're doing the right thing. You're hiding nothing. You are walking in integrity with your wife, with your children, with your broader circles, concentric circles of relationships. I, I don't, like I say, Jerry Falwell Jr. is not my cup of tea and he's done some unwise things, but I hurt for the guy. For years, apparently, uh, he's been under this kind of pressure. Imagine that every single night you go to bed and you don't know what's going to pop out before the world the next day. And it wasn't even, by the way, you're doing the initial thing. The, the unwise decision to cover it up or to hide it was apparently his. Now, my point's not Jerry Falwell Jr. My point is you. Gentlemen, I love you and I want you to be great men. I want you to walk out noble righteousness. Is there anything you're covering up? Is there anything that's festering under the surface? Is there any crap you're trying to hide in the closet and keep from stinking up the house? Uh, is there anything that you fear being discovered that you just need to take to your immediate circle? Is there anything you need to tell your band of brothers that you are withholding from them? Integrity says that you get it clean and you get it right. And I want to talk about one of the personal sides of this, and that is that when you do this, you not only get right with God and right with your relationships, but the level of disharmony in your soul that literally radiates into your body is toxic. It's cancer-producing. It's destructive. 
Now, you need to confess wrongdoing because, you know, there's a God and he wants you to confess and be clean with him. You need to do it because you're married or because you have people that you harmed or people that you wronged or children that are impacted or whatever the situation is. But you also need to do it because of you. You need to do it because when you're in this frightened, terrified, nervous state, you're not going to you're not going to function right. You're not going to love well. You're not going to perform well on the job. You're not going to father and parent and husband well. You're not going to be who you're made to be. It's a cancer on everything you are. Now, I'm being so intense about this. Some of you are probably wondering, has somebody told you something about me? <laughs> of course not. But I just hurt for Jerry Falwell Jr., just as a man, forget politics, forget liberty for a moment, just as a man, the agony, the damage. I don't want you to have that. Get there first with the most. Shine a light on your wrongdoings. Get it clean. Because this is one of the great arts of great manhood. To join the great man movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, Go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men. Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 